Hey, Peppin. Yo, yo. Uh, we've had a couple episodes on Death Note. I still want to talk about it. How about this time we go a little more lighthearted? We teased it last time, and then I fucked us up. And we're going to avoid the terrible pun as well. It, okay. We'll we'll keep this pretty light. On. We need... <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> Welcome back. My name is Meter, and uh, I'll be your host today on this Comedy Variety Hour. I have with me my trusty co-host and engineer, Nathan Pepin. How are you, Pepin? Yo, yo, I'm well. Loose as a goose and light as a feather. Wow, I love it. Yeah, light, 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 light as a... no. We also have here my brother... You've heard him once or twice or three times before. His name is Nick. How goes it, Nick? Yep. Fantastic. So, we really want to take... Uh, there were a lot of, you know... Okay, Death Note's a, a pretty serious show to me because it's my favorite. And uh, it does have some really, you know... It has some dark themes. It has some heavy themes. Um, it's very cerebral. But it also has some really funny stuff and some really out of place, almost plot holy stuff. And I want to focus this episode kind of around that aspect. You know, bring up some of the more funny things and, and keep this one a little more jovial. Now, one thing I've brought up before, I'm just going to mention it one more time, is Matsuri. Or Matsuda? Ma- Matsuda. Ma- Matsuda. And how, when he's the manager of Misa, he always says, Misa, Misa! Like, yeah. super energetic. And it doesn't make. I don't know. I never thought I'd love that character so much, but every time he said it, this makes me happy. Enough with that Misa Misa crap! <laughs> this is the cure investigation! <laughs> yeah, that... He, he is pretty funny with that. And then uh, when Mogi has to do... this, Has to be the manager, and he has to go out of his comfort zone and be uh, be hyper-energetic, that part's actually pretty funny, too. Tis. I got a, a kind of a serious question... I know we said that this episode is going to be a little more lighthearted, but I I kind of need to know this specifically. Did L die a virgin? Yeah, yeah, he definitely definitely. You you don't think he ever had sex with anybody? Okay, so this is my theory. I think he never had someone to love. I think if he had sex, it was with a prostitute because I don't I don't think he had time for you know having sex with. You know, people who he was in a relationship with. He was always busy working. He was always dedicated to the case. And you ever seem like ever relaxing in the show? I think he was juggling so many cases at once, too. Like, this wasn't the only case he was doing. Like, in the beginning, obviously, after he realized how in-depth this case was going to be, it became the only one he focused on. But it's very evident that before this, he was working on a lot of cases at a time. So... He was probably just a completely a workaholic and never had time for a relationship, so I would say he probably definitely died without having sex. So so he fucked prostitutes? Not necessarily. He might have been too busy. I, I think he fucked prostitutes. I don't. Because he obviously had sexual urges because he, he does things all the time in reference to Misa specifically. That, like, like, he's sexually interested in her. When? 
there was a scene where they're in the hotel together. Oh, not the hotel, but the giant kind of building they erected. And <laughs> erected. Well, yeah. And it was L Light and yeah, Ellen Light were handcuffed together and you know Misa Misa is like visiting Light of course and I was getting all jealous and stuff and what was the quote that he, that he said exactly? When uh when Misa comes over and like gives him a hug or a kiss on the cheek or whatever and he's like I could see myself falling for you. I could actually fall for you. Yeah, and she's <laughs> like, "Well, let's not go that far, but we could be friends. <laughs> My friends have increased." <laughs> and then they they all hold hands and like ring around the rosy and he, and and she, She's like, let's all be friends together. And Light looks so mad about it. And then Elle's like, yay, friends. <laughs> yeah. Yay, that, friends. That's one of my favorite parts of the whole show. I still don't see how that's him sexually attracted to Misa, though. No, there's uh, there's another there's another part where um, where they're watching TV while uh, – what's his name? Um, the, the Kira that – L and Light are trying to catch. Higochi? Higochi. When Higochi is going to the station and they're watching the fake show, mm-hmm. and then there's a commercial that comes on and it's for Misa's lipstick. Yeah, and she's ridiculous. And, and he's like, oh, like <laughs> licking his lips. And then he grabs a banana peel in his teeth and like pulls it like he's like sexually frustrated, like ripping at it. Like that whole part is Ugh. is him being like sexually like all over Misa. Maybe. Maybe I, it's a banana for a reason though. Well, you know, Lisa's in, tra- in the show, at least, she's very attractive, and I assume that Elle is heterosexual, at least, you know, maybe bisexual, if anything. And so I could see me attracted to Misa. I mean, she's a model, for God's sakes. So there's a part when uh, when they're looking at the footage of Ray Penber, and uh, they're all wicked tired, and Watari is, is scooping them ice cream, and then at the end of that scene... Uh, it it just shows Waterly sitting at the computer with an ice cream cone, and then he just goes, "Oh!" and like licks it once, and then it cuts. And it, for some reason, that part makes me laugh every single time. He's just like, Hum. It's, it's nice to see these characters like out of their usual element. Um, I mean, we're gonna have to bring this up eventually. We're gonna we're gonna sit on it. You know, the epic moment of greatness that became the show. It literally made a show for me. I've seen this clip so many times, and I will watch it forever. But we're, we're going to save that for a little bit, because that's the that's, 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 that's finale. Okay. So there's another part where um, where Ryuk is commenting that Light must get a lot of ladies because he's so good looking. And then Light fires back, like, insulting Ryuk, and he's like... Uh, Oh well, I bet you're not very popular with the ladies then. Like Ryuk's saying like, Ryuk's what? ugly, and Ryuk's like, "Oh, that part's <laughs> Ryuk's Ryuk. like, yeah, but how'd you know?" After Light gives his, his the what is it, a commencement speech or whatever, the opening day speech at, at the college, L comes up and he does his speech, and like he's reading like a wicked generic, like he's saying a wicked generic speech, and like holding that the paper all weird and like staring at it, and then. It shows a, a shot of the paper itself, and it's completely blank. Like he's just, he's just making up this speech off the top of his head and just saying the most generic things that he can think of. And then he ends it with, um, "And I'm Hideki Ryuga." <laughs> like I'm Hideki Ryuga giving a speech, <laughs> or like something like that. Like it's really funny. Oh my god! It reminds me of when he was uh, he was just messing with L. No, sorry, 
Elle was messing with the light that one time with the cell phone. And he, I don't know what he did exactly. Like, switched the cell phone or something. And yeah. then, you know, he tries to call uh, Misa. Misa. And then he finds out it's, oh, he's like, oh, where's, where's the phone? And starts ringing in his pockets like, oh, shit. <laughs> and it was just like awesome messing with him. Yeah, when he like he answers someone, he's like, "Hello," <laughs> and lights like, "That's Misa's phone," and he's like, "Oh." <laughs> Actually, right before that happens, that whole scene's funny because right before that happens, um, he pickpockets it, pickpockets it off of Misa, touches her butt, and to do so, like he in doing so, he touches her butt, and she's like, "Oh my god!" You, <laughs> she actually laughs. Um, after well, she's like, "Somebody just touched my butt," and he's like. Uh, whoever it is, I'm gonna bring him to justice. And then she like laughs, and she's like, "Oh, Ryuga, you're so funny." And then the crowd starts laughing, and then you hear a voice like, "Haha, I want to touch your butt too." <laughs> <laughs> that whole scene is just like absolutely perfect. Well, there's also the tennis scene in there as well, and that scene was like so seriously shot and everything, and it was just. Like you can see, it's like me maybe drawing a metaphor that they're really at it. They're going at it, but it's also they're also playing tennis and they're like fucking dead serious about it. They're like, oh my god, like like the shots are crazy and they're like on the top of their game. It's it's weird. The professionals that that whole scene realistically is so inconsequential because it, it proves nothing. It's and it completely gets pointless. But you're right. They shoot it like like it's the most pivotal scene, and like it's gonna change everything. And it ends up meaning nothing. Like it means so little. And both of them acknowledge during the scene that it means nothing. He's like, "This game alone will not tell me if you are Kira or not." And he's like, "If I try to win, will he think I'm Kira or will he not think I'm Kira?" There's no well, everybody he can wants to win. Me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like the whole thing is absolutely point. Maybe it's trying to show like maybe they're competitive with each other or something. But even then, it's kind of like I, I think it's just kind of funny, you know. It is, and and I think it, it helps. It really draws a, a big parallel between the two of them. Shows they're both competitive. Shows they're both good at tennis. Blah blah blah. And they came to the same conclusion. Exactly, they came to the same conclusion at the end and light one, which I think yeah, is that was, great foreshadowing that was, for the end. Yeah. So you know, we said it was inconsequential. It's really not, but it's so over the top that it really makes it seem kind of comical. My question is: Do you guys remember? The scene with Misa in the maid outfit singing? What the fuck was that about? You mean when she's like walking around town? She's walking around town seeing with her Shinigami eyes everybody's lifespan, like little kids' lifespan. And like she's singing that song. Yeah, it's pretty scary. And it, no, none of the lyrics rhyme. So I assume it's translated from Japanese where it did rhyme. <laughs> and she's in a maid outfit. And she's just, like, standing around. She's walking around town. She's riding a bus. Like, I, I, it's like where you call this. Is, is this really happened? Or really... Oh, it really happened. And then the end of the whole show is Misa riding a bus in a maid outfit. It's, it's so, it seems Why? so out of place. There must be something. And I hope that people email us, tweet us, text us, visit my house, Write me a letter in blood. Like, I want to know what this whole scene is about and what we're overlooking that maybe it's symbolic or something. But it felt so out of place that it it kind of makes me laugh and it kind of creeps me out. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I think it was just to add, like, a different dimension to it. Just, like, 
They're singing. <laughs> they can sing. Here's the musical episode. Hmm. Now, kind of a little quirky thing. Well, it, it's it has something to do with. It's a little more serious, but so when they're trying to figure out who the second cure is, both L and Light both think it's a he. They think it's a him. And this is kind of an odd thing that's never really kind of touched up on. And never really, like, go in depth as to how this kind of, like, misled them a little bit. Because they... It obviously could have been a woman, but in their mind, it wasn't a possibility there. And it's kind of one of those odd touches in the show where it kind of shows, like... I wouldn't say sexism, but a form of kind of stereotyping where it kind of led them astray. And... And it never gets brought up, never like, oh my god, I should have figured, you know, or, you know, why didn't I think it could have been a woman? Yeah, and I mean, light, I mean, L does, like, like, nobody makes a big deal about it when it is a woman, and L like, doesn't ever not consider Misa simply because she's a woman. So, yeah, they all say he and stuff, but it doesn't necessarily it doesn't they don't show any signs that like they expect it to be a guy other than saying he i I think they were expecting a guy and i I think if there was a woman they would be like oh okay well i I guess we should have been searching for a girl as well because i think they're definitely looking for a man i agree i think they were specifically looking for a male as well fair enough there's really no evidence one way or the other other than the them saying he Mm -hmm. Uh, also, I think they would have brought up the whole kind of, uh, it could be a translation thing as well. I don't know how Japanese works exactly, but to me, it was just kind of like a sign of, you know, them failing. Also, they didn't catch Misa, you know, for, not for a while. She was the first one they caught. How? How? Wait. Her, uh, her DNA and hair follicles were under the tape that sealed the envelope that she mailed to, um, the TV station. You are completely right. I retract that statement. <laughs> um, so uh, another thing that I thought was interesting was Light. Was Light voiced by somebody different in the first episode? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I don't remember uh, I, I ever challenge, hearing any voice change. I challenge you to watch the first episode again. I don't think it's Light. It's, I meant L. I don't know if I said Light or L. Oh, you said Light. Okay, I meant L. I think L was voiced by somebody different in the first episode. It's a possibility. I mean, they they may have actually come accustomed to the role because anime usually goes sequen- sequentially when they record it. It's not like a film where they kind of do it out of order. So you, you often find a lot of anime roles that people will kind of have this one voice when they start out and then it kind of changes over time. Or there might be a character who they need the voice at the beginning and then, you know, that character doesn't record their lines for a while because they do episode by episode by episode. And... You know, they get the role eventually. So, so that might be the case. I don't know if it's different. It might be a different voice actor, to be honest. But I, I, don't, I don't. That could be other case as well. Like, just beginning the bearings. Um, there's a there's another another part where, um, right after Light's dad has a heart attack. Great symbolism. We'll gloss over that for now. Um. Light is outside talking to L, and he's like, what's it going to take for you to say that I'm not Kira? And um, he's like, put yourself in my position. How do you think it feels to be accused of being Kira? And then L thinks for like three seconds, and he's like, it was one of the worst feelings ever. (laughs) 
well, like he just imagined it, like in his mind, like in that, in those couple seconds, and he's like, "Wow, that that does feel pretty terrible." No, see, I think you're missing the joke completely. That's not the joke there. The joke there is that he, what Light actually says is, "What?" No, he says, "Put yourself in my position, not my shoes." Oh. I thought he said, put yourself in my shoes. No, I rewatched it because you and I talked about it and you brought that up that like he doesn't ever wear shoes. So that would have been like a completely another joke on top of that. That may have been a translation thing then, because I'm pretty sure that's like the main joke there is that he's saying, put yourself in my shoes. And he says, oh, it was the worst thing ever because he had to wear shoes to go to the hmm. inauguration. thing. I, I, when I rewatched it, I noticed that he said position, not shoes. And I was like, oh, that ruins the joke. It does like... ruin it because I don't like really understand the joke. Besides that, like, besides it just being obviously what you're saying, like, him just, like, thinking about it and being like, oh, it's the worst thing ever. But also, the other thing, though, is that he is also mentioning the fact that when they were um, having coffee together, um, Light says to Elle, like, oh, how do I know it's not you? And so he could be referring to that time as well. Like, saying, like, jokingly being like, oh, it's horrible. I, I think the, the joke, I mean, with my mind is, when people ask you rhetorical questions like, you know, Imagine walking mile mouse shoes. You never be like, "Oh man, that's terrible." Oh my god, I never thought about that. And you're always just kind of like, oh, oh, "Okay, okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay." I'll talk to you later. You're never like, "Oh my god." And, and not only that, but like the the statement he makes is it's the worst feeling ever. But he just says it like so nonchalantly. <laughs> There's like multiple jokes happening in that one part. <laughs> Um, you can never forget the funniest part of the whole show. We're saving that as a teaser for the I'm end. not talking about that one. <laughs> I'm talking about a different one. Okay, go. When Misa says she could never imagine a world without light, <laughs> and Elle says, that would be dark. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't catch that till my second watch through, oh. and I, I was like, Oh my god! I, I almost like stopped watching the episodes because like it's the punniest oh. thing that ever happens. <laughs> it's, it's a very like kind of like L thing to say as well. <laughs> <laughs> Would be dark. Um. So when uh, when the chief breaks into um, Sakurai Studios and takes the tapes, and Kira's outside with the eyes, um, they. To get him out of that situation, they have this elaborate, huge line of police and vans and blankets and shields. They could have just brought him a helmet. Seriously. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why they do all that, but they have, like, the police be, like, a reflective barrier with, like, lights. Well, the reason they do it is to be symbolic of the chief being controlled, of the, like, chief of police now being on the side of L and that the police are firmly against Kira. Yeah, like, it's symbolic, but like logically, like L <laughs> could have been like, bring him a helmet and it would have saved the whole, it's, like why'd they have to do this? It's got, it's gotta be because they're trying to send a message saying like the police are standing against you. It's just, it's hilarious. Yeah, oh, it is. It was but completely it, outlandish, it but it so sounds hilarious. And then, uh, when, when Kira has light, make the message to respond to fake Kira, Light puts in it, you're free to kill L. Like, 
And le- and Elle's like, I think we should omit this part about them being free to kill me because otherwise I might end up dead. And he's like, oh yeah, I was and just like, trying to play the part. Like, like, like yeah. laughs. He's like, yeah, I was just playing the part. Like, Light tries to sneak it in to actually kill him. <laughs> that part was actually, was really funny too. Um, so in, uh, in episode 19, Matsuda, um... L explains that he's actually the top three detectives in the world. Um, and he sarcastically says, I'll give you this strawberry if you keep it a secret. And then Mochi goes, ooh, and he takes it and puts it in his pocket. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I kept expecting through the rest of the show. I'm always like, when's he going to eat that strawberry? <laughs> Off screen. <laughs> Like, I, I didn't catch it till like, the third time I watched it. I'm like, that's, like, the funniest joke in the whole show. Hmm. Well, besides the one. Besides the one. Is it ever, just a little side tangent, is it ever made clear that the other two detectives are also L? Is that is that point made? Yeah, L yeah. says it himself. Yeah, he says, I am Coil, I am... He said the there have been, there have been other situations where people have tried to find the the second best detective or the third best detective to find and kill me. So I just found it easier to be all of them. Right, right, right. Okay, I'm of course paraphrasing it off. Yeah. he said it much more concisely, but it, that's, that's kind of funny. Itself. It is I mean, it's, it's 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 also brilliant. pretty genius. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so when Matsuda same episode Matsuda falls in to the the conference room and then um in order to save him they have to like have that big um Party. reception to <laughs> with all the girls and stuff so all the business guys walk in and all the girls are there in like skimpy outfits with like heart cutouts on their on their chest out of their um their outfits and everything and like all the business guys go this is really odd and then one of them literally says yeah well let's just go with it <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that was weird. And then they all walk out, like, they're all trying to escape, and they're all wearing, like, bunny slippers. <laughs> I, I would be one of those guys, like, I have to admit, you know. I, I imagined, actually, when when he goes, uh, let's just go with it. I imagine that as being you. Yeah. <laughs> that was such a peppin' thing to say. He's like, uh, these are really hot girls, and they, let's just go with it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a whore for some reason, I don't ask. Or the just after that when they think Matsuda dies and um, Misa's just like, oh, you guys should just leave. Like, we'll take care of it. It's fine. And they're like, okay. They're like, <laughs> like, yeah, we should probably go. We should just leave. And like, they shuffle out in their footy. All the girls in skimpy clothes are going to go figure it out. <laughs> so is it just me or was Higuchi, Higuchi um, arrested by Daft Punk? I mean, they had similar helmets. I love their helmets. But I I think it was not actually Daft Punk. I think it was actually... (laughs) (laughs) That's an excellent point, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's a a part where um, Aizawa and uh, and Mogi go to Misa and Light's apartment. Yep. Check for uh, bombs. Exactly. And uh, and Misa... No, well, um, Aizawa says... Um, I'll stay here with you to to protect you, and then she, and then Misa's like, "What? You're, um, you're keeping Mon or what? What's Mogi? the phrasing? Oh, she, oh, yeah, uh, Monchichi. I think is yeah, what she calls instead him of Mon- instead of Monchi. Yeah, 
Monchichi is the Japanese version of trolls, and they're like big. They're like little creatures with uh, with afros. So she's yeah. like, "You're not Monchichi without your yeah. without your hair. <laughs> you're not." So cute. like, she's making like a pop culture reference in that. That's actually pretty funny if you know what she's talking about. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so. I mean, it kind of reminds me of Dragon Ball Z a little bit because they have like all these food references to everything. I mean, Freezer obviously is Freezer. Uh, Piccolo is like the Pickles. instrument. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> you said food. I'm talking food. Pickles, like like the He's food. green, like the food, the Piccolo that yeah. you play. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> but is a Piccolo an instrument? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little flute. And there's also well, Goku is. Is uh, Japanese or something? Yeah. Potato. Is it potato? I have no idea. I, it's something like that. <laughs> but there's all these like different fruit names in there, and it's well, pan obviously it's pan, you know, like bread, and you know, like bread. Yeah, it, it's Spanish, man. Spanish. Are Weddy and Ivor boning? I don't think that they are. I think that. Ivor actually has like a family and like a kid and stuff. So okay, so being unfaithful it doesn't exist. Um, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that. I mean, judging by his personality, I don't think he would be anyways. Just because he's, he's a con man doesn't mean that he's going to be unfaithful. He's a professional con man. It like, doesn't. What do you know about his personality other than that? He doesn't like guns. He's clearly. Weddy has some sort of righteousness. I mean, he's helping out in an investigation. They in no way imply that Weddy. And uh, and Ivor know each other before this. They get together here, and then all of a sudden, Weddy knows, and and they never really work together. But then all of a sudden, Weddy knows these details about him, like he doesn't. Oh, Ivor doesn't like guns and like stuff like that. Like, I think they're boning. I, think I don't think it. that that's exactly what you talk about while you're having sex. I she's think like, I don't get... like guns. And she's like, "Well, I do." And then they touch. I don't think so. Well, you know, you could imagine they would have a conversation. They would just, like, yeah. go right to boning. But, you know, they have some long conversations. Like, hey, you like this? Oh, you don't like that. You like this, baby? Yeah, that shows that they're not compatible. I don't know. I think that they touch. I don't think they touch. Um. So, uh, something I wanted to bring up real quick is in the warehouse, all of the lighting in that warehouse is low lighting, meaning it's coming from below. And that makes no sense. Yeah, it doesn't. If you if you watch the scene, like all of the lighting is coming up at the characters, and in the context of a warehouse, that there's no way that that's possible. I didn't even see any lights in the warehouse. Anyways, I thought it was all natural lighting through like vents and fans and stuff like that, and inside the side. Uh, just to be clear, what warehouse are we talking about? The one at the end, the final one. Yeah, the, the final box. scene. It's all underlit. Oh yeah, I thought it was just like windows up top. Yeah, same. That's that's what it shows, but the, all the lighting, if you actually watch the show, like the way it's casting shadows and the way it's hitting them, it's hitting them from below, and that just made no sense to me. Is that like a artistic thing, or is it like a... Oh, absolutely, and, and they did it for great reason. It looks amazing, but logistically it makes no sense, and I just wanted to point that out because I'm an asshole. It is a cartoon, you know. You're a cartoon. I might be. <clears throat> um, Episode 1... No, episode 14, uh, around eight minutes in, Misa said, Misa's like, actually, I think it's like episode one. Um, <laughs> episode one? I mean 14. No, Maybe it was not. 14. It's the one where Misa actually goes Misa's to... Misa's not in episode one. I know. That's why I said maybe it is 14. It's the one where... 
where Misa goes to um to and meets Light the, for the first time at his house. Yeah, that's like fourteen or thirteen. Well, I have it written down here on my notes as fourteen. Yeah, um, it looks like it's at around eight, at around eight minutes. Misa says. If you see any other girls, I'll kill them. And then Ryuk's like laying on the bed in like a sexy pose. And he's like, scary. (laughs) (laughs) And like that part's actually hilarious to me. Misa was trying to get Wade there, right? She's kind of like, I'll do anything for you. I don't think necessarily that. Like in later in the show, it's extremely clear. That's what she wants. She comes into like a room full of like the detectives and everything. And like literally nothing just about. But specifically then no i think she's just going for love at that point she, she's just saying i'll do anything for your love not necessarily mm-hmm. sex i i feel like here's i don't know maybe this is just me i, I haven't seen this in a while so. i think you're projecting yeah <laughs> I, I probably am sub dumb but to me it sounded like she was trying to like gain favor with him because he, mm-hmm. he she knew he was kira right then right mm-hmm. yeah and so i think she was like trying to like you know seduce him in a way trying to say you know, like, oh, you should definitely, you know, value me because I'll give you sex. I'll give you, you know, she wanted to give him something. And, you know, he, she kind of thought he was a god. So, you know, like, what else can she do for him, you know, besides, like, you know, help him out with. Well, she is the Sheeny god. Yeah, she is, she said, I will be your eyes. Yeah. Like, literally. No, I think there were definitely, definitely sexual undertones there. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but I think that kind of comes with Misa's character because every everything and everyone falls in love with her yeah and it's kind of implied like she's like the aphrodite the most beautiful creature in the world like even gods of death fall in love with her and will kill themselves for her like that's actually a pretty beautiful plot as well you know what a beautiful way to kill how about then the fact that his name is jealous yeah that's that's a little obvious but it was extremely obvious. Let's be real. I, I wonder if that was like a uh, the name in Japanese or if it was a translation. Because it'd be kind of cool if it was like a foreign word. You know, that'd be kind of cool. But, you know, if it's a just using the English word translation, that's kind of dumb. How come when Light first suggests to Elle, um, when, right when they step out of the hospital after Light's dad has the um, heart attack, he's like, what'll it take? What if I, what if you lock me up in jail and blah, 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 blah. Um, and Elle says, that's ridiculous. I can't restrict someone's basic rights. Plus it's crazy to take a suggestion from a suspect, but then he does that anyway, like late, a couple months or whatever. Later, he takes it light suggestion, restricts his basic rights and locks him up. I think it's because at the point when he does lock him up, it's, they're at a completely different point in their investigation. Like they, they have Misa, they know it's Misa and the suspicion of it being light is so much greater than it was in that moment that he's like, I might as well take this opportunity then if he's seriously going to give me it. Like at that time that you're describing, he was still only like a three or 7% chance of being um, Kira in L's eyes. And, but at the time that he actually does it, he's almost a hundred percent positive that light is Kira. If he's not a hundred percent positive that light is Kira. So he, he just thinks that, it would be a good idea as well. Then his point is even more moot because he says it's crazy to take a suggestion from somebody who's a suspect. Oh, he knows so that too. So if he's even more of a suspect now, then why would he take his suggestion? It completely contradicts what he said earlier. Yeah, but he he goes through that in his own head in the show as well. He's saying that to himself. He's like, he, he was saying what he would expect Light to do in that situation because he knows that he's curious like oh well i thought that the the killings would just be done and it wouldn't start again 
but then it does start again, and that's when he gets really confused. Now, j- just to make a point, he he has that thing about like percentages, right? Like it's like seventy percent. I mean, that's a pretty interesting quirk. I mean, also kind of shows he's very uh, aware of his own kind of uh, his own reasoning skills, his own confidence. He's very self aware. Yeah, I don't think he ever gets anywhere near seventy percent. Um, he goes like straight from like ten percent to like a hundred. But like uh, something really important to remember about the percentages is even one percent. There's some suspicion. No, like well, well, yeah, but like well beyond that, how many people are there in the world? How many? Okay, he narrows it down to the Kanto region. How many people are there in the Kanto region? He narrows it down more. He narrows it down to the people that the FBI were investigating. So right, but when he's first giving percentages, he's just in the Kanto region. Um, no. Not to specific people, he's not giving percentages, he's just giving it to, like, groups of people, like, it's probably a student and such, like that. Like, he doesn't specifically give, like, a percentage until they are suspecting him and they're gonna put, um, cameras in the house and stuff like that, and that's when he's asked what would be the percentage, and he says, like, 1% or something like that. But it could, okay, so he has a a suspicion that it's one of those people. Yeah, and it's already narrowed down to just two people at that point. Well, so he families. has a suspicion Sorry. that it's one of those people within those two families. But that does not mean that it's definitely one of those two people. No, but he, that's the only people he had a suspicion for at the time. Right, so they're at a higher percentage. What I'm saying yeah. is there's so many people that a 1% is actually huge. So it's a statistical kind of thing. So it's like, imagine we have like, say... Uh, one million people, right? One percent of a million is what is it like hundred thousand? No, that's too like it's ten thousand, right? So if you can eliminate one percent of people, that's ten thousand people you don't have to check out. Right, exactly. So he's saying this is one. <laughs> now you only like, have nine hundred ninety thousand people to check out. It's still a lot less, you know. But exactly. So what I'm saying is like when he says it's it's five percent. Like, to go from 1% to 5% seems like, oh, wow, it's only 5%. Like, he's not really sure at all. No, that's him being like, I have, this is such a strong suspicion that I'm willing to rule out 50,000 people. Or it's actually, based off of the total, like, the amount of people in the Kanto region is probably way smaller, meaning that it's way more significant. Maybe. Yeah. I would definitely agree. Like, his use of calculation is not, like, taken lightly. It's not, like... Like, me just kind of making up a percentage is far different than him kind of thinking it through, because he's actually, you know, thinking about the whole Kanto region, the whole of Japan. You know, could he be another continent? You know, he's thinking about all these different factors, and he's packing it into the percentages. He's not just, like, thinking, uh, you know, it feels like maybe 5 10%. I don't know. I don't know. He might be doing that. He it's might be very like, yeah, it feels like 7 He wasn't maybe. crouching when he said it, so his deductive reasoning was diminished significantly. <laughs> By, I think, 60%? Oh. <laughs> Something like that. It's another percentage. Yeah. Was Ryuk really addicted to apples, or was he being dramatic? He was being dramatic. I, I have no idea. I, I feel like he really liked them. Because, well, he, he obviously really liked them, but, like, he's like... Uh, I even get withdrawals. I I do hand my I do handstands. <laughs> my, my body, body gets all contorted. <laughs> it's not pretty. It's not pretty. And he's like, I don't need to know. I don't need to hear that. And he's like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> when he started doing handstands and stuff, I'm like, he's like, oh, that's not happening. even that's not even like a withdrawal <laughs> symptom. Like, 
Literal <laughs> symptoms include handstanding and twisting your body. Like, that's my favorite part <laughs> when it like it goes and like the the yeah. screen like shakes, shakes and zooms in and he's like, oh, it's happening. <laughs> it's so dramatic. And he start and he like flips up onto his hand. Why is that such a bad thing? It's why so is being fun. upside down so horrible? Like, and why twisted. can't he deal with that? And twisted. <laughs> and he does it. He even does it when lights locked up, though. And that's the part that gets me. Is he does it when lights locked up, and there's no way that light can give him apples. So why is he being overly dramatic in that situation? That's what makes me think maybe it really is a withdrawal. I, I, I think it's really a withdrawal. Probably. I mean, he doesn't get to see these apples very often, he's, so he's not used to like the you know he's not normally used to the effects anyway. And having withdrawal is kind of makes sense. I, I would say get some? I would say it's a mental addiction, not a physical one, though. Uh, addiction's addiction. Yeah. And it's obviously it's, a phys- it's obviously a physical one if he starts doing no because I mean mental health is almost equally as important as physical health anyways if not more important so I mean your brain can make you feel ways anyways even if it is overdramatic and you just don't realize it like so you're saying a mental addiction can cause physical side effects oh easily yeah that's definite yeah. that's definite uh, now two little points two little quirks well rather three little quirks. That are all is that a song? Four or five. <laughs> Three little quirks are we? Is you know, L has this whole sugar thing. Like he just adds sugar to his coffee and tea to, to extreme extent. Like a disgusting amount. Like yeah. like six to eight squa- sugar cubes. It's like into m- one majority cup of tea. sugar and some drops of coffee. And then. Mellow's is like the you know chocolate bar, and then where he always dramatically like bites and snap, <laughs> and it always like, and then he has like the half smile and he stares at the camera and yeah. he's like, snap. I, I feel like he always goes through so many chocolate bars just for that shot, right? Just for that one <laughs> shot. He, he always has to open a fresh one because he has to have that one shot. I think it's only in the manga. I'm not sure, but there is something that they mentioned that. Um, part of the reason why they get the mafia and like Mello's team and stuff get found out where they are is because they have a shipment of only chocolate bars <laughs> go to the base, <laughs> and whoever and whoever's um like investigating them, keeping an eye like tells Nier and is like, so they just got like chocolate bars, and Nier's like, well, it's pretty obvious who that is. Why are they bringing five thousand chocolate bars out to the desert? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> And what what is near? It's just like playing toys. with toys, yeah. and yeah, yeah he, he's and clearly building. autistic. Yeah, like super autistic. Like with the dice, the building, like building things, it's and OCD. having everything be like super coordinated. That's like a huge sign of being autistic. Yeah, mm, yeah. and the fact that he's supposed to be like how old? Like, and it's definitely in his late teens. I'm pretty seven? sure. I think he's way younger than his late teens. Really? I thought he was. Like I seven. thought he was similar to Mello. No, he's he's significantly younger than oh. Mello. Okay, I just thought he physically looked younger because he looks shorter because he's always bent over. And also, like, there's definitely, he's definitely older than, like, Seven. Because, like, I think when, they, when they first see him, he's, like, clearly, like, young, like, probably six or seven. But then it's, like, like he looks way different, like, when you see him when he's in the SPK and stuff. Like, he's way older. I'm pretty sure five years pass from when you yeah. first see them in the orphanage to when the they actually, the show ends. Yeah. Also, I think one of the big contentions between Mello and N was that Mello thought he should have gotten the role of L because he had been there longer and he is older and you know more mature. 
and they gave it to N, who was this kind of little kid, you know. This... Well, they gave it to both of them, but Melo didn't want to be on a team with N, so he left. That's right, that's right. But, yeah, I could... That's kind of a uh, kind of a cliche or stereotypical kind of storyline where you know the older person doesn't quite get what he wants. He doesn't feel like he got the uh, the total bargain he was looking for. Yeah, and Me- Mello says, um, uh, "I'm almost 15 years old. Yeah. It's time I start living my own life." And leaves. <laughs> and then, and leaves then the joins the mafia. <laughs> and joins the mob. <laughs> wow! What a leap. And, and does fairly well in the mob, to be fair. I mean, to be fair, they even say in the show, like, he's been with us for over a year and he's never been wrong about year, anything. A year and a half, yeah, absolutely. And he's never been wrong about anything. Yeah, Melo's kind of weird because he's like, he doesn't seem like he'd be that smart, but he's like very, he's very really smart. smart. He's just extremely, like, active and hands-on, and usually that's not something that we would consider like to be directly linked to like intelligence as being active and proactive but mm-hmm. for him it definitely is he's able to think and move at the same time he's all attack yeah. and near is all defense. defense yeah so they're perfect team in reality now now we've been teasing this a little bit and it's it's time <laughs> oh, it's, no. it's, it's time for us to crunch in to this topic <laughs> are you ready i'm prepared i'm physically capable of talking about this now okay okay your body's prepared yes now i'm not going to do this scene justice so i want steve in his pastoral voice to give the description of the scene episode eight glare there's a super dramatic montage about light killing people while l is watching him through security cameras and in it Light says, I'll solve equations with my right hand and write names with my left. <laughs> I'll take a potato chip <laughs> and eat it. <laughs> and it's just so over the top. You gonna take some bites of the The crunch he, is the best part. Crunch and like throws his head to the side. Like, like I think that'd be really obvious watching it. Like, what is wrong with this kid? Like, he's psychotic. He's... And, and then he's like, I think I'm finally getting this. <laughs> yeah, he, he plays it off. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure they're going for some comedy to there, but the, oh my god, the way it was shot, the music is like I, I gotta feel like they're poking fun at themselves for making everything dramatic. They have to be, and then on top of that, that's like how that episode ends. The next episode starts with that same montage. <laughs> yeah, it replays it, so you remember. And it also starts with. Um, with him looking at the the girly the porno magazines, the Japanese porn magazines, which are like swimsuit editions, and uh, so it shows that it shows him looking at the it actually shows a cro- close up of a girl in a swimsuit bottom crotch, and then a <laughs> and then a tit shot, and then it goes to the monologue the epic monologue with him about the potato chip, and I cut that that it's like a. 10 second clip and I I took a video of it and I sent it to a couple people and I asked them just based off of this clip what is this show about and I I actually sent one to my mom and she's like um a high school kid who's really smart is that what it's about and I'm like yeah pretty much essentially (laughs) and then I sent uh, another one to my sister 
And she's like, she said something actually very similar. And I think I had actually mentioned to her at one point that what the show was about. So uh, I don't know if that was exactly fair. Um, <laughs> I told her the plot and asked her what the plot was, and she knew it, it was kind of weird. It was fucking creepy, man. And then I sent one to uh, a college buddy of ours, Nick Stewart, and he's like, uh, first he said, uh, some, some pervy detective. And I'm like, ah, not quite. And then uh, he's like, okay, let me watch it. He's like, okay, I've watched it seven times now. <laughs> Which to me, that in itself made me laugh. And then he's like, okay, so a perverted stalker is also a detective and he's a super genius and he, I don't fucking know, he's eating potato chips. <laughs> And I'm like, you know what? That's pretty much the synopsis of this show. That's it. Maybe the pervy detective was Nick. Oh, wow. No. Not you, Nick. Oh, yeah. Nick Stewart. (laughs) Oh, that changes everything. Because he wasn't... Never mind. (laughs) That was horrible. Um, (laughs) Edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) Now you can edit it out because that makes it funny again. Um, No, I, I... this episode was a lot of fun. Uh, the show itself, awesome. I highly suggest you watch it yet again. On top of that, if you, even if you just watched that one episode, episode eight, glare. Just watch or watch episode nine. Just watch the first like after the intro, which is like a minute long. Watch like the first that first scene. It's it's worth your time. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Also, watch the show in general. I don't know why you'd be listening to this if you haven't listened to it, but... <laughs> I don't think they need to anymore. I think they pretty much got every spoiler ever. Well, We've given you every spoiler ever. Well, they're gonna be like... Oh, it'd still be worth watching, probably. What the fuck but... is up with this kid who eats chocolate bars? <laughs> <laughs> like, why did they get a shipment of chocolate bars? And his name's Marshmallow? Like, is he a graham cracker? <laughs> is he a fucking s'more? So no, he he's a peep. Suicides. He he does burn up peeps. in a fire in the end. So he his peeps. He his name's Mellow. All he eats is chocolate, and he burns in a fire. He's a fucking s'more, and he's not very mellow. He's quite active. He has a s'more. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, they go. Uh, his name's Mellow. They end up in the yellow box. Mellow yellow. This is an advertisement for mellow fucking... yellow. Okay, we're gonna wrap this up like a candy bar. <laughs> okay, let's get out. Well, this has been We Need to Talk. We're going to definitely get to talk about this more. Probably another day, but it will be excellent. It will be good. It will excellent. be like mellow Dying. yellow. This is not <sighs> okay. <laughs> You're too tired. <laughs> okay, so we're going to wrap up today. This has been a great talk. And we're going to... <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Okay, so this is been We Need to Talk. <laughs> you really need to keep all of these attempts at an outro in here. Yeah, <laughs> We Need to Talk. <coughs> okay, so this is three people here talking Death Note in a room. And next time on We Need to Talk, it may not be this, but it probably will. You'll find out next time. Oh, wait, did it talk? <laughs> Like the show? Well, give us a like on Facebook. 
Also, we're at Twitter at WNTT1, and for you of us, you know, look us up on Patreon. Donate to us, and that would be very, very lovely. And, you know, give us suggestions, ratings, whatever you want. And until next time, 